I asked the trainer who didn't really know a lot about the vegan diet if he would train me and he was blown away because here I am surpassing a lot of his clients. He was like, let's just put you on the first stage and let's make it a big stage. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Rockport, Massachusetts, Imperial Beach, California, and Maputo, Mozambique, Africa. We appreciate you all helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 71 of season 5, number 370 overall. In a land where meat is king, Melissa Busta is proving to be a vegan queen. Melissa, you see, is a friend of the Physicians Committee. She is a registered nurse, and during her time working with us here, she was secretly crafting plans that nobody knew about to become a professional bodybuilder. She was seeing patients at the Barnard Medical Center and then became a professional bodybuilder. Was that her plan all along? Not necessarily, but she did do it and she did it just to prove that she could. And usually it takes years for somebody to earn their professional bodybuilder card, but Melissa did it within months. She started winning from the word go, and it only took her just a handful of competitions among her heavy meat-eating competitors. And is she ever the envy of them now? You bet she is. So how is this even possible? What is she doing? Is it steroids? Of course not. It is the plants. Melissa is shattering stereotypes all around, and... To borrow a line from our recent guests and our other friends, Anne and Jane Esselstyn, Melissa is a plant-based woman warrior. And she is just getting going. So I am thrilled that she is here today to share her tips and her incredible story with us here on The Exam Room. Melissa, thanks so much for being here. I thanks so much for having me. Quite the intro. I I uh, would say I had no idea I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder, actually. Right. So it's like here here's the way that I see this, right? You're kind of shattering stereotypes all around. You're you're a beautiful woman with like muscles that are way bigger than most dudes, and you're building those muscles without meat. It's like a one-two punch of yo, I'm Melissa. Look, uh, Melissa, look out, right? So, do you feel like a trailblazer? Because you are. Um, I don't feel like it. No, I still am just good old Melissa. <laughs> I'm just uh, having fun, eating plants. You know, I'm I'm encouraging everybody to do this kind of a thing. I mean, health, um, fitness go hand in hand. No doubt about it. So. Did you become inspired by Game Changers or where did this pop up? You know, where did this ambition come from, Melissa? Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, so I worked at PCRM, as you know, um, as a clinical research nurse with Dr. Kaliova as well. So, you know, I'm always in like this nice little vegan bubble and I had all of my uh, 
vegan friends and all of us, you know, we know you can build muscle on plants. It's not that big of a deal. And I, I went to um, the red carpet of Game Changers and, you know, Nimai and Patrick, everybody's there. Big muscle guys, no big deal. Well, then my husband's job relocated us uh, around the Chicago area. And I go back into, you know, the average public. And so here I am in hospitals and everybody's asking, oh, you're, you're vegan? Where do you get your protein? And, you know, how do you build muscle and all these questions? And I'm like, you know what, let me just show you, you know, how can I show everybody that you can build muscle on plants? And the thing that came to my mind first was uh, step on a bodybuilding stage. So um, six months ago, I asked a trainer who didn't really know a lot about the vegan diet, if he would train me um, to compete on stage. And he was blown away because here I am um, getting my protein, no problem, and then surpassing a lot of his clients as well because, you know, on a plant-based diet, you recover better, you have lower inflammation levels. Um, so, yeah, he was like, let's just put you on uh, the first stage and let's make it a big stage. So um, that was my first bodybuilding competition. Uh, it was in May, and um, I've done two others since. And got my pro card. <laughs> so it's been a wild ride, but fun. All right. All right. So hold up. This whole thing happened like just six months ago, basically. You get this wild idea. This is what I want to do. And you go out and you do this in the span of six months. Yeah. I've, I've always been into fitness. So I like lifting weights. I like, you know, but in different um, aspects, never like stepping on stage to show people my muscles. It's like a, an arena I had no idea about. And there's so much more that goes into it. Um, the posing and the type of bikini you wear and the tan and there's there's so much more that I've learned from it. But um, yeah, what better way to showcase uh, that you can build muscle and then uh, do it on a plant-based diet and give those girls a run for their money. So I purposely decided to step on a stage that does not test for whether you're natural or not. Um, because there's all these different federations. There's a natural federation um, that have been too easy. So I wanted to go against girls that are enhanced, um, that are using diuretics before they step on stage, that are, yeah, just so that I can say I'm natural, I'm vegan, and at least give them a run for their money. And I showed up <laughs> and we did it. It was fun. Girl, that's wild. So now you're talking about women who you say are enhanced, so using diuretics. Um, coming from the vegan bubble, I mean, that is like about as healthy as it gets. And now you're surrounded by people that are completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. Despite, I, I mean, I guess you feel proud about what it is you're able to do, but what, what is it like being around people who like have all of these beliefs that are so counter from what it is that you're doing? Yeah. Um, I would say maybe frustrating <laughs> is the word to sum it all up. So yeah, uh, these girls are on steroids, they're messing up their hormones. And we're not even talking about just what they eat. But like, you know, and when you become that competitive at that level, yeah, you're taking all sorts of other um, medicines that are legal and illegal. Um, so I, I'm backstage. And man, I can't have enough books and brochures. And you know, because everybody you sit around a lot backstage before you go on. And then when you're competing and sitting around in the gym, you know, you get to talking to people and everybody wants to know like the little tricks of the trade and how, how you, 
get so lean and I'm telling you, I stay lean year round. And then they want to know how I'm able to do that. And so, you know, I can't sit around and talk enough to these people about like, look, you're going about it all wrong, you know, because um, it has ramifications, not just what they're eating, but the things they're putting in their body at the level that we're competing at. Um, But even simple, simple information about like, where do you get your protein? And, oh, fiber is going to bloat you and you're not going to look good on stage. And I'm like, well, let's see about that. (laughs) So it's good to be able to have like all these little tricks of the trade of, um, you know, actually fiber will keep you fuller longer because some of these girls are going up on stage um, kind of in a starvation mode because they've been eating so bad and treating their bodies so bad and they have to get to such a lean, lean uh, body fat percentage for us to be able to compete on stage. So yes, that is an extreme world that I went to compete in just to show that I could. Um, but there's even just the average Joe in the gym where you can be like, you think that you can't lift, you know, or you think that you have to have all this meat and then, you know, your bowel movements are off or you're feeling like crap or you're always really tired, you know, and I'm, I'm like hitting it 4am in the morning doing my cardio so much energy and then going to work for 12 hours, getting right back into the gym for another two hours and still feeling great. So I just want to tell this world how you can do it and you can do it on plants and you can come out of something like this healthier. You are a machine. That's awesome. Um, I wonder like, do, are, are people more receptive to your message backstage or in the gym because you're also a nurse, right? So that has to bring a certain level of credibility to what it is that you're saying as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing about it. Um, especially because the kind of nurse I am right now, I do cardiology and just having my experience in clinical research as well. So, um, in fact, my very first coach that I went with, um, she was vegan as well. And the macros she put me on, she was saying, um, she just had a few of the things kind of mixed up maybe. So I was able to show her a lot of the studies and a lot of the studies that PCRM has done. Um, I was on one of the clinical research studies with Dr. Kaliova, where we looked at the thermic effect of food. So, um, it's really cool to go in there and be like, you guys, you can make your metabolism work for you. (laughs) You know, you don't have to work against it. And so uh, being able to show some of these research studies that the plant-based community has done and even that I've been a part of, which is really cool. And yeah, people, they definitely listen with my kind of background, but I think just in general being like showing them, you know, with your body, with your actions, I think that speaks so much louder than words. So even those people out there that are not nurses, they're not bodybuilders, you know, get out there, show them that you've got great energy, that you're your skin is clearing up or you're, you're getting better sleep or whatever benefits that you've been seeing from the plant-based diet and just live your life and, and people will start watching. They'll start seeing, they'll start noticing and they'll be curious and want to try it as well. Yeah. So you just mentioned you've got clear skin and you absolutely do it. It looks flawless on camera right now. And I think way back 20 some odd years to when I was still, you know, doing some announcing a little bit of refereeing in professional wrestling and the guys in the back uh, who were, as you said, enhanced, um, definitely not the clearest of skin, lots of acne, all of that. Um, Is that a, a conversation that also comes up among your fellow competitors? All the time. And I'll disclose as well. Um, when I was just eating meat and cheese and dairy, I had terrible skin. I was on Accutane, in fact. And that is a very, very serious drug. I mean, we had tried everything, everything. Um, so to be on Accutane and have to like cover up and be embarrassed and then simply 
start eating plants and being a little bit healthier and then seeing all this clear skin. Yeah, especially in the bodybuilding community where, you know, you step on stage and every little piece of you is scrutinized, you know, that that tan's not going to look good with all, you know, the pockmarks or the scars or the, the acne that you get from the steroids. So it's definitely another bonus of the conversation. Um, not only are you going to feel better, you're going to build muscle, no problem, but it'll clear up your acne. And yes, that's usually a definite. Yeah. Let me try it. How do I sign up and where do I begin? <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. We, uh, those are some of our more popular episodes is when we can talk about, you know, clearing up acne and, and, you know, skin issues and things like that. Those always mm -hmm. seem to be the most downloaded. So no surprise that that's a big topic of conversation. Um, I want to go back to this timeline, right? So you hatched this plan six months ago, but then in the last three months, as we record this, you've done three shows and in those three shows, you've earned your pro card. How rare is it for somebody to go from zero to pro card so quickly? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I should look it up. I know it doesn't happen very often. Um, in fact, I was backstage at one of the shows someone pulled me aside and was like, maybe just don't mention that it's your second show ever. And you're already stepping on a national stage <laughs> because you know, everybody's backstage. They haven't eaten and they're kind of a little moody. And these girls have worked like years and years and years and years for this. So I was trying to be very cognizant, not like flaunting it around. It's my second show ever. And I'm stepping on a national stage against 400 girls. And then I take home third. So um, yeah, I'm trying to find the the line to walk between being humble, you know, but also just everybody try it. I'm doing it only because of plants, you know, and I, I, I couldn't do it any other way. But yeah, it's definitely very rare. Um, girls take years to get to have their pro card. So it's a uh, it's a big honor. And like I said, I owe it all to plants. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. So I mean, forgive me, I, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about bodybuilding. But it just seems to me like the shows you're talking about a national stage, like these are big shows. You didn't just drop into like the community theater of bodybuilding. Like it sounds to me like you're, you're up in the upper echelons of swole people. Yeah. So um, usually you start at like a local show and then you'll do like a regional and you have to qualify to go on to a national show. Um, but my coach, I'm telling you when he started um, just, we were feeding and lifting and then he started cutting me down. He was like, you got it. I don't know if it's genetics or not. I keep saying it's the plants. <laughs> um, but he said, let's not just put you on a tiny little local show. So the first show I ever stepped on had the NPC head judge, Sandy Williams, the main head judge was um, up there judging me along with the rest of her panel. There's usually about like eight or 10. And so the first stage I ever stepped on um, was a, pretty big stage to begin with. And um, she reached out to me and said, I would do pretty well. <laughs> so that's a really good sign. And so we were like, let's, let's do universe in another month. And that was a national stage because my very first stage, um, I got first place in my class. I got first place in true novice, first place in novice, and I won the whole overall show. So to step on stage, yeah, for your first show and to go home with the first ever overall was wild so that's why they're like let's just move on to universe and then from universe i went to masters and you have to be first in your class and you win uh your pro card and so in fact um everybody first in their class will all compete against each other for the overall um and i got second in that 
also. So it was just really what the judges were looking for that day. Um, and the girl in the shortest class of them all won first and um, her muscle bodies were just really filled out. So she had a lot of, a lot of glycogen and um, it was just a, a look that they were looking for. So me and my coach are going back like, okay, what did they want? You know, so now that you're a pro, let's, let's get you up there, get invited to Arnold, um, go to Olympia. These are all things that are possibilities now that I'm a pro. It's exciting to think about. Yeah. And I told you before we started rolling, you do the Arnold, I'm coming. And we're going to, you know, <laughs> I, one, I just want to see it. You know, I've always wanted to go to the Arnold Classic. But two, I think that that's a heck of a story to document. Like, I would be honored to be able to tell that story. I, I can't imagine that there would be any other vegans competing in that particular competition. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up now. I I don't know. It would be cool to be the the trailblazer, the main one. I I wasn't thinking about that. I was just wanting to show like the people that I work around and and lift with like, "Hey, you can do it on a plant-based plant-based diet." But yeah, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I should look into that. Maybe I'm breaking records here. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Like, can you imagine, like you wouldn't just be in our little vegan bubble of, of news outlets, right? I mean, this is stuff that could make the Washington post, right? You know, the, the Chicago papers, <laughs> like all of that stuff, like it could just blow up. And like, you have really, Melissa, just stumbled into like this little niche that, that, that it, it, it's just, you're the one, like you're friggin' Neo for female bodybuilding and vegans. Like you're the one, congratulations. Well, that's really sweet of you to say, but I mean, look at all these guys, Tor Washington and Nimai Delgado, man, these guys are, they're blowing it up too. They're, I've got to give all props to them as well. I'm just coming along a little later and seeing what I've, whatever I can do. I'm a little, uh, got maybe a little screw loose where <laughs> I go crazy, I go all out and this kind of stuff. Like yeah. my next couple competitions maybe. Crazy is good. Normal is boring. That's kind of the way that I look at it, right? So just just roll with the madness. Um, I want to talk about getting ready for the competition, right? So you just said, obviously, you eat a plant-based diet. You stay lean um, year-round. But how much did you have to alter your diet as, competition, uh, as the competition day grew near? Um, my coach is actually really surprised that he got to keep feeding me. So um, normally you know, from what I've heard, because I, I'm new to all this, but um, I've heard that a lot of girls, they'll go into this, um, and they have to ramp up their cardio really, really crazy. Um, they have to cut down, I've heard even like sub 900 calories, which I don't know how that's doable. Um, but you just kind of see like where your body is, like what, what kind of composition that you are going to be bringing to the stage. And um, my coach, he started maybe cutting me down a little bit, uh, meaning taking away a few carbs or taking away a few fats. Um, and my body was just responding crazy that he would just keep having to feed me. So I was really high carb um, going into the show. I was able to eat a lot of fruits, which I guess isn't normal for people going into um, a fitness competition. And that just blows me away to think because backstage, you know, you get TMI, you start hearing about everybody's bowel issues and what's going on and they've just been eating like chicken breasts or you know tilapia for the last five months and i'm sitting here over with my high fiber you know tons of fruit tons of veggies meal and everybody's like how are you able to have papaya and, and fruits and bananas and i'm like what this is the craziest thing i've ever heard that you can't have fruits and veggies i mean it's just it's just a little wild but not a lot changed they just kind of like dial it in as far as the sodium goes 
and the water goes, you know, as you get closer to stage. But no, I was a, a well-oiled machine. My metabolism was doing really well. And um, so it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult for me. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, fruit backstage, um, I forget who I had on, but maybe it was Robert Cheek. And, and this person was talking about uh, eating fruit backstage at a bodybuilding competition, right? And, and just the looks that they were getting were just like, what the heck is going on right now? Like, you can't be eating that. Like, this dude was, like, writing himself a first-class ticket straight to yeah. HE double hockey sticks just because he's eating that banana. Like, everybody, like, wanted to jump on him. And then th probably the same conversations you were talking about, like, how can you look like that and eat that carb? Like, ah, it's yeah. just insane to me. Well, I saw crazier things. I mean, um, the idea with getting glycogen in your muscles and kind of fills it out before you get on stage. So um, it makes sense for me to have some fruit before I get on stage. But some of these coaches are having their girls eat candy. So that's like the norm to bring like a bunch of gummy worms or a bunch of gummy bears. Or um, let's say they need a lot of sodium, like to be sucking on like ketchup packets or like straight salt in your mouth. And I'm sitting here like, whoa, you just put your body through so much. You've asked it to do so much for you for the last few months you know you've been depleting it and working it out so hard in the gym why would you just dump a bunch of sugar in your body that you haven't had for a long time or a bunch of nasty ketchup packets like why not just go about this in a in a nice healthful way and i believe that there is a way to do it and in fact i showed that there is a way to do it so i just want to get that information out there a little bit more um it doesn't have to be so so crazy so extreme um, for what it's worth, I would much rather eat papaya than suck on a ketchup packet. Um, same thing with the gummies, uh, the, the, the candy, like, oh my gosh, that I had no idea. Like you suck on a ketchup packet to get ready for a show. I have never heard of such a thing in my entire life. That is insanity. Insanity. I say. We'll have more with Melissa in just a moment, but if you are living in the Washington, D.C. area and you just so happen to love the idea of eating a healthy, whole food, plant-based dinner with a side of inspiration, come on out to Green Fair Organic Cafe in Herndon, Virginia, Wednesday, September 21st. I will be speaking that night sharing my story of overcoming food addiction and breaking a 10,000 calorie a day habit. And it took a lot for me to lose nearly 300 pounds, had to go to great extremes. And on Wednesday, I will be passing along everything that I have learned along this incredible journey so that you right now can begin to live that healthier life that you have always desired. So if cravings are something that you struggle with, come on out. Let's show you the foods that aren't addictive, the healthier foods that you could be eating to break that addiction. And the coolest part is it does not need to be as you're making these changes. It does not need to be a full blown food breakup because we are just going to pull like a Serena Williams here and evolve our relationship with food. So what does that mean? Well, for me, Taco Bell was everything. We're talking about $20 a day, every day. But does that mean that I no longer eat Mexican food? Absolutely not, because we will be eating a whole food plant-based, SOS-free Mexican dinner. 
So dinner starts at 5.30, the talk then at 6.30, and I do hope to see you Wednesday night at Green Fair Organic Cafe in Herndon, Virginia. Tickets can be yours right now at greenfair.com or just click the link in the episode notes. Your protein. So that's the big question. Obviously, you get asked, like, where do you get your protein from? But did you ramp up your protein intake leading to competition? Or was that already pretty well in place before this process even started? Um, We went through what you could say, like a bulking phase for like two months before we started cutting down, um, where he wanted my protein um, pretty high at like 1.5 times the amount of my body weight. So um, yeah, it was like 150 grams I had at one point that I was needing to get in. And he was like, being vegan, I'm not sure how you're going to get this. It actually wasn't a problem. Um, tempeh, tofu, all of these are incredible sources. Um, beans, I did have to cut down on a little bit, um, only because they come with a lot of carbs. And towards the show, you want to kind of slow down on carbs a little bit. But it was no problem. I didn't need to do all these um sugary protein shakes and stuff. Although those are our, our options, you know, pea protein and soy protein. And there's so many ways that you can get um, protein in, in shakes. But I just for digestion reasons like to um, eat my protein and it makes it a lot easier that way. And then I feel fuller longer. So um, yeah, we ramped it up a little bit, but it wasn't that difficult to get. And then um, yeah, started to bring it back down because before you get on stage, uh, too much protein can add can aid in kind of like digestion issues. Um, But no, it wasn't a problem. I was still eating my tofu, still eating my tempeh, um, enjoying life, enjoying my food up until show day even. So when you were up there at like at about a buck 50 a day with with your protein intake, Mm -hmm. you're saying you like you were eating that you you weren't using supplements like pea protein. I mean, even the cleaner ones. Um, I think I, I do have to say I use a um, oatmeal, a creatures of habit oatmeal, and it has some protein in it. And I want to say it's pea protein, but it's already like um, prepackaged. I just do like an overnight. So that was probably like the kind of protein that I was getting. Um, but no, I mean, like you want to stay full in this because sometimes they're cutting down some of your calories and stuff. And you're, you're, you're like missing those foods that you used to have, you know, um, the occasional like healthy muffin or something that I used to be able to eat. I wasn't allowed anymore. So, you know, instead of like just downing it and then I'm, I'm hungry still, I'd rather have eaten it. So yeah, I was doing a lot of um, like whole natural foods just to kind of keep me satiated and full for a long time. That's wild. And it sounds like this is, I mean, obviously it doesn't sound like it just flat out is a pretty well-defined diet, but I know that you have interest in competing in other sports. Like you want to run marathons as well. I would imagine a diet for a marathon runner, much different from what it is uh, you've been doing, getting ready for these competitions. Yeah. So um, somebody said to me, and it's kind of true, um, well, you, you look strong up there, but you're not actually really strong. And so that kind of got to me and I thought, well, let me sign up for a strongman competition. <laughs> so in a month and a half, there's a strongman competition up here by me that um, I think I'm going to compete in. Uh, my, my bikini coach isn't that excited about, but no, that's going to look a little bit different um, eating wise and training wise, because for strongman, you're doing a Hercules hold, a keg toss, um, last man standing deadlift. I'm going to need like a lot of strength, a lot of weight um, working towards me. So I'll probably start eating a heck of a lot more than I did stepping on stage for a bikini. And then, yeah, marathon runners. I mean, I've only run a 5K, but I'm telling you, 
I can do it. And so someone else was saying, you know, but you don't have the endurance side of it. And so let me, let me show them that I can do that too. So probably have to start eating and training a little different for that as well. But I mean, I'm telling you, I feel great. Um, why not just jump in and, and show everybody vegans can do it and vegans can do it better. Girl, you're taking cross training to a whole nother <laughs> level like that. <laughs> that's crazy. I did it. The, the strongman thing is wild too. So you're talking like the same kinds of competitions that you can flip on, on like the CBS sports network or on ESPN, where you just see these wild things like truck pulls, you said keg tosses, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, um, when you go see me at Arnold, <laughs> they have strongman competitions there as well. So I have a coach up here in this area who, um, he's not my coach yet, but he's an Olympian athlete uh, for this kind of stuff at my gym. And so, you know, I'm just always up there training and I'm always really friendly and talking to all these people. And um, he was kind of the guy that was like, why don't you just sign up for this? Like, you look pretty strong, but are you very strong? And I was like, let's do it. Let me show you. And so, yeah, it's, um, they have specific competitions um, where they have, I think it's five or six different kinds of, um, you know, like a relay or something, you know, ahead of time. So you know how to train for it. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what all it entails quite yet. Um, I need to get on and, and sign on and all of this stuff. Uh, you have to be registered with that kind of federation. And so I'll have to be registered under the strongman federation and all this kind of stuff. So I got a lot to look into for it, but I'm hoping to get in touch with this this guy and we've already gone out and thrown some kegs around even when i was training for my bikini competition i was yeah i was uh getting after it just kind of showing them like i'm not just a you know a little scrawny bikini girl i got plants on me and let me show you what i can do and so yeah oh, i know so that great. i can do it that's Why so not? great yeah, we just went out, threw around some kegs, did some keg toss, no big deal. I was just getting ready for a competition. That's all. Uh, what you know? So, what what are you lifting these days? Give me your numbers. Um, so I've not PR'd. Um, in fact, that's why, like, getting on stage. That's why I said we're not really that strong. We just kind of look that strong. So, the weeks leading up into the competition, you become weaker and weaker and weaker because they're slowly taking away like your calories and your water is a little bit and so you get a little bit more tired and it's not about um, lifting heavy because then that brings inflammation into your body and you do not want inflammation leading up to the stage so um, yeah it's only been a week out since I've gotten on stage I'd be curious to see what I'm what I'm doing lately all right well chronicle all of this I mean you're a trailblazer right so it's like you got <laughs> to put that roadmap down and show people the light show them the light girl um, let me see here. You know what we haven't talked about though? We've kind of glanced at it. You say you eat oatmeal for breakfast, fruit kind of at the competitions, but like, can we get a little bit more specific with what it is your menu look like, uh, leading up to that competition? Just kind of walk us through breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Cause I'm sure that the exam roomies who are watching and listening right now, they're like, I just need to know what's on this girl's menu. Yeah. Um, it was a lot. I ate a lot. <laughs> so in the morning, I like um, oats and a good way to get those is just to like throw them in the fridge overnight. Um, I have a pre-prepared package. I really like the Creatures of Habit. They're a plant-based protein. Uh, they have omega-3s, vitamin D, um, all sorts of good stuff inside of it. So in the morning, I would um, wake up, grab that out of the fridge and throw like a bunch of berries or walnuts, depending on what kind of fats I was allowed. 
Um, for lunch, I would probably do, there's some really good pastas you can have that are really high in protein as well, like um, the ones that are made out of, you know, like beans. So the only bean is one of my favorite, not to drop all these name brands, but the only bean is a really good pasta that's made out of edamame and they have like fettuccine or they have a black bean pasta as well. I would just throw some marinara on that and nutritional yeast like piles and piles of nutritional yeast it's just it's my favorite it tastes so delicious it has a lot of B vitamins and a lot of protein um and then for i would usually have like another snack after that so one of my favorites and this came from my friend who is a food for life instructor stephanie nofo she does tempeh with a date on top and a date on the bottom now i know this sounds crazy it's just raw tempeh but it tastes like a donut it's like um a really good sweet and savory kind of a, a, a meal and tempeh is loaded with protein. So it was a really good or not meal, I should say snack. Um, and then for dinner, if I got a lot of carbs, I would do, um, you know, like some rice or I would get like a sweet potato. And then I was really big fan of chilies all the time. So if I got a lot of carbs, all those beans inside that chili and then get a bunch of tofu on top was so delicious. But the days that I weren't allowed a lot, I wasn't allowed a lot of carbs. I would do like a, a good tofu scramble or uh, my air fryer has been one of my favorite appliances in the kitchen. Um, just grab some tofu, um, some extra firm tofu, and I would just have it pressed for the day. And so when I got home from work, I would just put some seasoning on that, throw it in the air fryer, and you get like a really chewy texture from it. It was really delicious. Um, I would have that with, you know, like some broccoli or asparagus or something as well. And then I even got a little dessert. Um, I believe it's Kite Hill has a Greek style yogurt. So um, it's plant-based, of course. And it has something like 19 grams of protein in it. I keep looking at my fridge because it's in there and I get it for a dessert again today. Um, I would get the vanilla unsweetened and then just have, you know, like some blueberries or some, some peaches or strawberries to throw that over. And yeah. It was delicious. That was usually about what I would eat in a day. Uh, okay. So you're not going hungry. That's for daggone sure. I mean, yeah, you are definitely not going hungry whatsoever. Um, one thing, uh, you mentioned unsweetened yogurt there. So refined sugar, is that kind of the enemy to your diet? Does that affect you? I know that you said that the girls backstage were sucking on candy and ketchup packets and things like that. But yeah. overall, is that detrimental to building the physique that you want? Well, leading up to the show, everything's about digestion. So you want this tiny, tiny little waste, right? And you don't want to introduce things in that you haven't had in a long time. So yeah, you can do like the the sugars or the artificial sweeteners and stuff, um, maybe like a month before, but like leading up into the show, you want to start getting rid of all those because they cause a lot of bloat and stuff. And even things like chewing gum, you know, you're swallowing a lot of air, so you're not allowed gum anymore. Um, yeah, all sorts of weird things. I mean, we leading up to the show, you have to get this can that's really, really dark. So the week before you don't wear deodorant <laughs> because if you have deodorant on and then they tan you, it turns out green and you don't want that on stage. So I would say I was the freshest smelling of all natural people backstage because I mean, I've got clean plants that I'm putting through my body, not uh, stinky other gross dead animals. But yeah, there's all sorts of little tricks of the trade. So um, the sweeteners, the artificial sweeteners especially, are like bloating. So you just, you kind of do the no, no sugar thing. And it just also, it spikes cravings. You know, I've been eating so clean and so healthy, asking my body to do so much. You know, why, why put anything into my body that 
you know, just is on my tongue for a second, but then it's going to like spike a craving that I'm going to want, you know, cakes and cookies and, and something that's just going to keep me up at night. So no, eating clean was, was definitely easy because I think I stayed clean the whole entire time. So I didn't have these, these cravings and all these wild appetites. So help me goodness. It's show number 360, maybe 370 when we release this. And I guarantee you, we have never, ever, ever heard anybody talk about not wearing deodorant leading up to competition day because the tan will turn your armpit green. You truly do learn something new every single time you listen to the examiner. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I don't, I don't know why I think that that's so phenomenal. It's just like one of those, I don't know, little like weird things. I had no idea. Legitimately, yeah. like how green are we talking? Are we talking like lime green, a darker <laughs> green, alien green? What's happening under there? Well, I didn't see it, unfortunately, but I think just there's so many lights on you on stage and they get you so, so, so dark to be able to accentuate those. I think you just get like a sickly color. It just like doesn't look right about you. And then that's going to make the judges stare at you in a, in a way that you don't want them to. And you don't want attention that way. You want them to be looking at your physique, not your, you know, sickly green armpit. <laughs> that is so yeah. I learned so much through this experience. Oh my God. All right. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I got to have you back to talk more about this and your journey because you have now become kind of like the Dos Equis man and being like the most interesting person on earth. Like th <laughs> this is just kind of who you are now. Like you, you, you can be humble about being a trailblazer, but you're doing all of these things. You're doing it, eating exclusively a plant-based diet. That to me makes you really, really, really incredible. And Melissa, the thing that I also like about you, and we'll we'll end by talking about this, is that you also you have this just enormous heart. And I know that you're working with what, Stardust Animal Sanctuary, um, trying yeah. to raise money there. And you actually you raised a piglet over the winter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So up here in kind of farm country, Illinois, um, there was a huge semi that was driving down the road and it crashed in the middle of, I think it, it was a cold month, you know, like January or February, I can't remember now. Um, and the little piglets, they were headed over to a fattening plant where they would um, grow a few more months and then be killed. And so they, when they turned over, they all started freezing on the side of the road and there was a bunch of people I mean, even non-vegans that didn't want to see animals suffer. So everybody started picking them up and grabbing them and um, Stardust took in a few. So it was very, really, really cool to like have these tiny little piglets around and anything baby is fun, right? But um, it was too cold for the little piglet. Um, I think a lot of her brothers and sisters died of like pneumonia. Um, they, they didn't do so well, but this one little piglet, her name is Serafina. You can go on Stardust Animal Sanctuary to find her little journey. Um, she was too small to be put out into uh, the barn for the winter. And I have a huge unfinished basement. Um, so I said, you guys are 10 minutes up the road from me. Can't I just raise her for the winter? So um, my husband came home to a piglet in the basement. Um, we've never <laughs> even had puppies. <laughs> we only had two rescue cats. So yeah, that was an interesting experience. And um, we didn't know what to expect. So that night we kind of showed her like a litter box, like what our cats use and she used the litter box that night. Mm -hmm. So I had neighbors that had little puppies and they were saying things like my puppy is six months old and we still can't teach him to go outside and potty. <laughs> so this is how smart pigs are, it is incredible. So 
while we uh, wanted her to stay in the basement, within a few weeks, she learned how to get up the stairs. Um, she learned where all the food was, including the cat food. <laughs> so she was just too smart for her own good. So yeah, we um, raised a little piglet for a little while. Um, I would take her on walks like a little puppy. And my neighbors would call and ask if we got a new pink puppy, <laughs> which I would just say, yeah, because it's not, I'm sure the homeowners association would frown upon it. But we had kids over all the neighborhood kids and we would get them to meet this tiny little piglet, you know, and slowly start talking about, you know, where bacon comes from. And, you know, so it was really cool to see the, the rest of the neighborhood kind of, you know, putting one with the other, you know, these animals are, are just like your domesticated animals in your house. And um, why does one have to be different from the other? So I love them all. Um, but this little piglet now has a big spot in my heart. <laughs> Could we see more piglets in the Busta household moving forward? Is there a chance? <laughs> uh, with my workout schedule, that would be a little bit difficult. And my husband would rather they just go to the sanctuary. But it's just 10 minutes up the road from me. So I go and volunteer as often as I can. Um, but yes, they're a really great organization. If you guys don't mind checking them out, start a sanctuary. Well, look, uh, I would love to stay in touch. We'll get you back on the show, chronicle everything, because I love me a good story, and you certainly have one. And there are plenty more chapters still to write in your book. So I think this is great, and this has been a fantastic interview. Uh, 37 minutes have just flown by in the blink of an eye. They did. Sorry to use all your time. <laughs> but thank you so much. It was good to talk to you again. It's been too long. have to see just how strong Melissa is. I mean, she could walk into any NFL locker room right now, challenge any player in there to an arm wrestling contest, and easily hold her own. I mean, she has big time muscles, and you have to see those muscles in action. Check her out on Instagram at bodybybusta, and there's a link to that right now in the episode notes. I'm really happy for Melissa, too. Her personality, despite her success, has not changed one little bit. She is just as friendly and as happy as ever, and she genuinely just wants to make the world a healthier place. I love that she did this, became a professional bodybuilder for goodness sakes, just to show others that she could do it. Do it as a vegan. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? To be able to silence those doubters so quickly. I mean, she hit the ground, she hit it running, and she went very fast to get that pro card way faster than most people could ever dream of doing, and she did it all without meat. Dr. Neil Barnard will be back with us on Wednesday's episode of The Exam Room Live. That's coming up Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So set a reminder right now and send your questions in early. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Chuck Carroll, WLC. Or just make sure that you subscribe to The Exam Room Podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a five-star rating so that the show will be delivered to you automatically first thing on Thursday. And you know, when, when we sit down with Dr. Barnard, I'm really hoping that we can talk about this big new study that came out. 
track the diets of people in close to nearly 200 countries, and they tracked those diets for 30 years. And then they extrapolated all of this data and they ranked the quality of the diets between zero and 100. So the closer the score was to zero, the more processed food the person was eating, the more processed meat, the more sugar was in their diet. And the closer they got to 100, the more vegetables and whole grains and legumes and fruits were on their plate. And the scores, what they found overall? <laughs> well, what they found is that we still have a lot of work to do. But I hope to crunch those numbers and really drill down into that data with Dr. Barnard on the next show and talk about ways that we can continue to boost those scores so that the next time we revisit the study, hopefully not in another 30 years, but in five or 10 years, we can see some big time dramatic improvements across the board. And you know, one of the healthiest states that we have found, or at least one of the states where people have the most interest in eating a healthy diet, that's New York. We have a lot of exam roomies in New York, and not just in the city, but in upstate New York as well. That's why I'm excited to be speaking at the Albany Veg Fest on October 2nd. And just a couple nights earlier, I'll be emceeing the Pre-VegFest comedy show featuring our friend Mike Kaplan, the vegan comedian. That's on Friday, September 30th. So the VegFest is on Sunday. That will be at the Albany Capital Center. Free admission. They're just asking for a $10 donation. I'll be speaking there at 11.15 and I'll be bringing my 66-inch waist pants. So come on by. Grab a selfie, we'll hop in those pants together, we'll take the ultimate photo, and then the comedy show will be on Friday at Cohos Music Hall. That event will start at 8 p.m. Meet and greet tickets are available so you can hang out and chat with Mike after his set. Tickets, details for both right now on capregionvegans.org. That's capregionvegans.org, or just click the link in the episode notes. And also, exam roomies who are in Denver. I'll be headed out your way in October as well, and I will be having more details about that in the very near future. So stay tuned. Can't wait to check you out in the Mile High City. Today's episode of the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee has been powered by the Barnard Medical Center. The primary care clinic in Washington, D.C. practices lifestyle medicine and promotes plant-based nutrition with in-person appointments as well as telemedicine in 18 states. Visit barnardmedical.org or call 202-527-7500 to learn more. And for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to Melissa Muscles, Melissa Busta, for being here, pumping us up and raising our health IQs. And for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based. Plant-based.